MK. All right, welcome into Off the Cuff Sports. Glad to be back on back-to-back weeks, finally. Get back into the groove. Welcome in, fellas. What's Solomon with that fresh haircut. And Morris rocking that that fade that he always got. Oh, I'm giving face today. <laughs> All right, we'll get right into it. Team in distress. What you got? The entire Milwaukee Bucks roster outside of Giannis. Because <laughs> <laughs> he can't speak ill against Giannis. You know, it's it's, it's amazing. He can't he can, he can't he can't tell, say say boo boo against him. Nah. Um, even though Giannis didn't play like. I would say to the best of his abilities in the sense of he was missing free throws and, you know, his three-point shots weren't the best. Um, he still put up, what, 42, I think? Something 42, like 12, and 4. Um, <laughs> Drew Holiday and Chris Milden have to do something. Brooke Lopez, I don't expect much from him, but, you know, He's just got to do, I guess, a little bit more. They've, they've got to do something. They shouldn't be this bad in terms of against the Suns. If I was them, I'd I go straight for CP3 every game. Hand checking, anything that breaks him down physically, I would go for. Interesting. Solo, what do you have? No, I mean, shoot, it's, that's 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 it. Like, I mean, I hate it for um, I hate it for Giannis. I mean, when you're putting up like godlike numbers, but I mean, like, hey, the greatest to ever do it had to experience the exact same thing where he had absolutely nothing around him in the finals, and he still had to find a way to win. So, I mean, it sucks, but yeah, like Chris Middleton, this goes to show you that like Chris Middleton can't be a second option. Hell, he can't even be a damn third option. He's gotta be something, he gotta be like a fourth option on the damn championship team. And Drew Holiday, this is the, like, he's the most disappointing. It's like, Drew Holiday should be giving Chris Paul buckets. I'm talking about absolute buckets. Chris Paul's not a good defender anymore. Like he's still like, he's decent, but he's not a lead. And he can't, like, this man shot, what was it, 7 of 23? This man missed five wide-open layups. Left-hand layups. Left-hand. So, end of the freaking day, uh, it's got to, they've got to do something. Now, I, I am going to submit the fact that I think they'll win the next three games in a row. Um, all Giannis has to do is be Giannis, and I figure that they will shoot the ball better at their house. Uh, but... You know, it's not two three two format anymore. Yeah, no, I know it's two two two. It's what is it? it's two two one one one. Yes. So I think that yeah. So I'm saying like I think that they'll win the next two games and then they'll win the game in uh what's his name? Okay. In Phoenix. Yeah. I think that they'll that's, win the next three. That's that's a pretty bold prediction. Um I mean I don't I don't think it's too bold. I mean I think that to win like, three straight after you haven't won the uh, after you haven't been really in the first two games like they weren't really too competitive these first i mean they weren't getting blown out it wasn't like a 
a guarantee game in the in college, but it's still, you know, it, they still exactly weren't, you know, right there at the buzzer. So, I mean, I, I think it's a stretch to say three straight wins right now. But my team in distress for sure is the, the New York Yankees. I mean, they can't figure things out. I mean, they had a game where they they had they had to force, uh, I think it was the Angels, to bring in a bring in a relief pitcher in the first inning because they scored seven runs in the first inning, and they still end up losing that game. Like, that doesn't happen. So, uh, I think it's time to bail on this season for the Yankees. We've they've been. You know, like they have, they've been trying to figure it out since the first month of the season and they still haven't figured it out. So make your trades and start prepping for next season. Hopefully you got some good guys in the, uh, in the farm system right now coming up. Otherwise, Noah, stop in. When is the last time the Yankees had somebody super good coming through the, the farm system? They buy everything. Aaron Judge came through the farm system. Yeah, I mean, I, I okay. I'm saying obviously Aaron Judge, but I'm saying outside of Aaron Judge, it's like they they'll wind up buying somebody, and they'll be back on top of baseball sooner than sooner than later. So I think to to give the Yankees credit, you have to realize they're probably in the most stacked division right now, and it's not like they're under 500. They're still three games above 500 yet they sit fourth in the east. You know, I know so, I'm not even talking about division I'm talking I mean it's their their out of division record is not very good. They're in division. Their their out of division is is decent. But I only say that because you know if if you look at the whole grand scheme of things, they're not in a bad position. They're just <laughs> they're just in the wrong division. Um yeah. And yes, they've lost some games that should have been won. And, you know, they're just not performing up to what we expect the Yankees to be with their roster. But overall, I I can't say that they're just in distress um, compared to some other um, MLB teams. Like, you know, the Cubs are 2-14 and 14, or 2-12 and 12 in their last 14 games. Um that just doesn't happen in baseball where you just go off on a streak where you just lose everything. Um, yeah. But that's, that's just me personally, you know? All right. Uh, so moving on from that, uh, I can't believe we have to talk about this again, but once again, we have fans doing stupid things and think they can get away with whatever they want. Uh, during the England Denmark game, uh, fans were shooting lasers at the Denmark goalkeeper during the penalty kick. Um, and then yesterday, somebody was so bold to walk up to Rory McIlroy's golf bag, club bag, and and take one of his, his, his clubs out of the bag and try to walk away with it. Like, now we're, we're not even just heckling, saying stupid things, Throwing things at them, we're, we're actually now stealing on live television from these athletes. Like, come on! Like, what? 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 
Okay, obviously this is all jokes, so nobody take offense to this, but what color are these fans? I don't know. I mean... I'm they, pretty I sure the not... guy that stole the golf club from Roy McElroy was a white guy. Probably, I, yes. I, I watched I watched that one live. That that was that was Yeah, funny. because the white guy's not gonna get in trouble. <laughs> also, what black people are at golfing events. <laughs> ever since that ever since Tiger shattered his leg, no 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 it's been an all white viewing party, let's be real. Yeah, we're back off the golf course again, guys. Sad day. Go take his place, Solo. You, you you play golf every day now. Just about no, Solo's trash. Yeah, I, I, yeah, better I'm than so the both trash. of us. I want to see all that. Oh, Lamores, please, <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> I can finally hit a driver straight. I don't think you want to go against hey, me. That, that is that is the hardest thing to do. Is the, that's the only I can I can chip, I can putt without shooting it across the green. You know, I can pretty much put it where I want when I'm when I'm using an iron or a wedge, but you put me on the tee, forget. It, I might as well just take a drop halfway down the halfway down the, the fairway. You know what's crazy? I'm the opposite. I can only hit off of a tee. That's all you can do. <laughs> oh. I mean, I got plenty of power. I just I found out. I actually went to a a. I took I actually took a. Uh, a, a class. I actually went and signed up with a golf pro for one class, and he told me that I'm actually lifting my shoulder up, like you know, a baseball swing when you're trying to to pull the ball up. Uh Now, can I fix that? I don't know. You can. You can. Everything's fixable. All, yeah. All you got this is all with practice. All yeah. comes with practice. But yeah, nah, Charlie. Charlie Woods is the future. We're waiting. I'm waiting on him. He's gonna take the throne from his dad. We Have just gotta wait it? for his, him. His swing is literally exactly like his dad's. Like I mean, they did yeah, side his, by side. Yeah, his daddy, like you can tell that his daddy trained the living dog crap out of him. It's like But he's you know. I, I can't I can't believe like a 12-year-old has got a swing like that clean. Like it is ridiculous. Like he probably Hopefully could he, he probably could it. go and compete on the PGA tour right now. If there wasn't an age limit, oh, he there's has an age limit. Is, yeah, there's an age limit, Lamar. You got amateurs. You got you got amateurs. You got amateurs that all the way up until uh, 17 and like a couple. Like I think it's like four or five months. Uh, and then after that, after amateurs, uh, you can start playing professional on the PGA tour. Yeah, but you so got you got to like, start in the Corn Ferry tour before you can go to the the PGA tour. Right, like you got to work or your you way can, up. It's like minor league. Yeah, or you can but bypass that and just go play college for two years, or go play college for four years, and yep. yeah, just bypass that crap. That's what I would do. I don't know if you're, you're not paid getting paid to play golf. I might go do that. Well, I mean, like, yeah, but you're not getting paid like you know the big, but you're getting paid like you know like forty, fifty thousand dollars, and then like I said, if you're in school. You're getting, you got access to all your pros, to all that stuff. And now with, you know, NIL and those strong, I mean, with you, with you able to get that, it's like, it's just more beneficial for golfers and tennis players and people like that to be in college and market themselves there. So, but no, I think, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. What's next? Well, 
Speaking of tennis, uh, going back to Naomi Osaka talking about mental health and how much she's been given ridicule because she dropped out because she couldn't handle talking to the media so much. We we look at these athletes and think that they have been, you know, groomed since they were two years old, like you know the the sons and daughters of politicians. Um, we forget that these athletes are not Kennedys or Trumps, which granted, that's not the best example, obviously, because they don't know how to handle themselves anyways in the media. But anyways, you know, but you get my point there. Um, It's just forget that some of these people, they don't they come from some of the lowest places to get to where they're at now. I mean, talking about living in the projects on food stamps and everything, and then they go to being all of a sudden they are in the national spotlight just because they were good at a sport. Just because you're good at a sport doesn't mean you have great mental health or you have, and just because you have money, just because you are successful doesn't mean your mental health is great. Um, and we definitely need to start understanding that these athletes are still humans um, and they're not, uh, they haven't been, you know, trained and, you know, molded to the perfect situation. There's no finishing school for these people. There's, they're just people. No. And the biggest thing with, with mental health is that, like, honestly, it's not a joke. Um, and it's like, you know, people got to get out of that mindset of, like, you know, well, it's always been done this way. Well, hey, I can always, you know, try to tee off from the box with a six iron. I mean, just because I've always done it doesn't mean that it's right, you know, and not the fact that, you know, things evolve over time like hell. Golf clubs were actually, you know, woods were actually made out of real woods. And, you know, now, like, heck, they're made out of freaking titanium. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, things evolve. And I I just don't understand why a sport can evolve, but the way that you interact with people and the way that, you know, things are supposed to be done can't evolve with some of the older crowd. Like, sad to say, like I said, I love my, like I said, I love the older generation, uh, obviously, because that's our parents. But, like... once they start like dying out like i think that you'll start to see like more of a shift uh just because of the fact that like you know people got to understand that it's not always about like you know heck who wants to sit there after an agonizing loss and like sit there and talk to the media like i don't who cares like nobody wants to sit there and talk to anybody after you lose like who does so like why force somebody to do it saying that it's like it's all contractual it's like no i don't believe it is So I I just I think that, you know, the older generation has to change the way that they think and stop thinking about, oh, well, back in my day, this is how we did stuff. It's like, okay well, like, you know, it's not your day anymore. It's a new time and age. You got to get with the times. And and also on that, I mean, you look at like grown men in their sports that choose not to go to the press conferences. They're not shamed. I mean, I mean, they're 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 I mean, they're just. It's maybe talked about for like a day. Oh, he didn't show up to the press conference. It's so unprofessional. And then the next day it's done. But now that it's this young girl that's trying to explain why athletes don't always want to go to press conferences and give a reality to the situation. Now she's, she's you know, she's being shamed for this. She's being ridiculed for her decisions to protect herself. And that, I think that's a little little wrong there. I guess I will say 
um, and I don't know if I'm, I guess, old school in this sense. If you have a job, right? Yep. Um, and one of the duties of your job is to go to a press conference or, you know, answer questions. So like if, if you're a chief of police and something bad happens uh, with your police force or whatever, you have to respond to that as the chief, right? You have to answer whatever questions or if you do a press conference, you do a press conference, whatever the case may be. I think in the sense of athletes, um, and it, it's kind of different if you were like a college player or somebody who's not getting paid to do it where you don't have a contract. Um, sometimes you just have to answer those questions. Now you may choose to show up and be like no comment if they ask you something or you say, I would like to decline comment on whatever topic, you know, and you have your right to say that. But to all out say that, you know, I'm not going to do any press conferences. Um, I could see why people take issue to it. Um, uh, but I you don't have to do it. what you're saying there, but like with your uh, police chief or, you know, you know, a commissioner or something like that, one of the requirements for those in public safety that wish to move up to the higher levels is a master's in public administration. A part of master's in public administration is PR. They are taught right. how to work this situation. These athletes that when they turned 18 and graduated high school, especially tennis players, golf, you know, golfers, they didn't go to college after that point. Or if they did, they were there for a very short time and they took some sort of BS marketing class. They didn't learn the essentials to these certain things of a press conference. And they didn't know how to, they weren't taught how to handle those things. They just got thrown into it when they, then when the world decided that they were, they were old enough and good enough to play the sport and not look at them, how they are, have developed mentally in the process. And I'll say no, this sure. too. It's like the biggest, like the biggest rebel to that. And what you're saying would be like Marshawn Lynch. And like I said, and look and look at how bad that they tried to do him. They they ridiculed him so bad and like the team and the organization did him so bad that like you lost a Super Bowl based on the fact of how the man addressed the media. Like you didn't hand him the football because he wouldn't answer press conferences. And the league basically said we don't want him to be the the Super Bowl MVP because of how he's being when he was just honestly being open and genuine. It's like I don't want to sit here and answer these questions because, like I said, the media, as much as it is necessary, will backstab, like people in the media will backstab athletes in order to make a name off of themselves. They'll take a soundbite, they'll do whatever they have to do to advance their careers. So I don't think that it's necessarily fair to make somebody do something, you know, when they don't, when they don't want to. Like, I understand that, like, you know, if it's in the contract and you have to, like, that's fine. But, like, if you go out there and you act like Marshawn Lynch, right? Because he did everything he was supposed to do. He got, he went there, he spoke to the media, and then he left and basically said, hey, I'm here so I don't get fined. Cool. But what was the outcome of that? Like, he fulfilled his contractual obligations, just like everybody is saying but it wasn't the way that they wanted it to. And I think that that's what she's trying to say is that like, she's not there to play the game of me sitting up there, dressing up and answering questions for people and having to sit there and talk to somebody in a particular way 
when in all honesty yo i'm pissed that i just lost this game and i'm not trying to have you use a soundbite or something that how i am when i'm emotional to be used against me later on in my career and i can't blame her for feeling like that it's like it's it's kind of asinine when it's like hey bro i just lost and now i have to sit down and i have to you know have you grill me somebody who's never played my sport somebody who's never been an athlete whatsoever is going to sit there and try to tell me about what i did better it's like you know skip bayless on freaking steroids like you average like negative five points a game in college and just because you can write a paper or you went to school that gives you the right to critique what somebody else does for a living like i just i, I can't i'll never agree with that so question um should we start training these athletes so i know um especially with the nil taking into effect um these athletes are going to need some sort of training um financially speaking how to manage their money but also like with pr their brand their image everything like that would training them help in this situation well you do get trained but you you do get trained like say like when you sign up like when you sign a a deal with a major company like i said like a nike or adidas or even something like you know low mid major like you know like how bo well, I forgot the, the quarterback for Auburn signed one with Milo's. Like the first thing that you do when you sign a contract with those teams or with those guys is that they send you to their HR department and they put you through makeshift classes to like tell you about your image and all this stuff. Like, you know, like you, we've, I've seen the behind the scenes things of how they do these things, even with high school athletes that are high profile and like how they talk about like when you come to school, like, you know, and when you're, you know, you're thinking about this is the projector that you're going to be on. Like, this is the things that you need to do. This is what you need to post on your social media. Like, so like they're already being trained. The biggest thing about that is, is that still at the end of the day, it's like, we're not taking into consideration how the athlete feels. Like as much as the media is necessary, and even what we're doing is a form of media, it's like when you see the majority, and it is, it's the majority of the media taking advantage of athletes and using them to further their, their careers rather than just putting the truth out there, like I don't blame them for not wanting to talk to them inciting mental health because of that. It's like, you you look at somebody, like I said, going back to him, take it, for example, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless would be absolutely nothing without LeBron James, and he would be absolutely nothing without the, the brief Spence uh, stamp that he had with Stephen A. Smith. I mean, I think we can all agree with that. Like, LeBron isn't even in the finals right now, and legitimately, Skip sends out a daily tweet mentioning the man's name because it gets him hits. So I don't see how we can sit there and tell the athlete that they have to do this X, Y, and Z and all this stuff, and, you know, this person that's in the media, they don't have to suit up. They don't have to go through the record. And all that they do is they sit up in their un-out-of-shape fat suits, and they get a chance to just destroy and critique every part of somebody's game or what they do for a living. And they've never done it nowhere close to that level. Like, to me, it's just not right to me. Now, I get what you're saying, 
um, in the sense that you can't you can't just be like, you know, if somebody's taking a mental break, you know, don't shame them or don't, you know, criticize them for that mental break that they need. But now I may be wrong or I may be ill-informed about Naomi Osaka, but I don't know any situation with her where, you know, she was just so critiqued that um, by the media in, the, in that sense, that it wasn't this huge issue. No, with I, her, I, oh my bad, I am in the interruption. No, you could go ahead, you're fine. No, like, so with her, the biggest thing with Naomi is that she was going through, like, where she has now catapulted to, like, superstardom. Like, you know, right. she was good, but once she beat Serena, you know, like, that's when it became, like, this global like she became like this global icon and we got to remember the way that she beat serena was very highly controversial like so you not only had the media coming after her you also had fans and cults for the uh the williams sisters coming after this girl and she's not like you, we have to remember like she's really good at what she does but she's still so young like, I remember what I was like when I was 19. Like, I was ignorant as hell. And there's no way that I was going to sit there and take somebody online talking bad about me because I beat your idol. You know what I mean? Like, even if it wasn't my fault, like, you know, the ref made a bad call. Like, the ref didn't get any hell. She got all the hell. You know what I mean? So I think that when you're talking about it on this point of view, that it's like you got to look at it from her, from her side is that she's struggling to deal with that because of the fact that, you know, once she did reach that superstardom, it was super highly controversial and people still haven't left her alone about it. So she's got to, so I, 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 I completely get the mental health side when it comes to her. I guess I'm, I don't blame her for it, but like your, your argument is based off of media or fans or whoever talking trash about someone. And as long as you have a job that's in that public spotlight, you're going to have someone saying stuff regardless. There's no way that you can just, that's, that's part of your job, you know? There's nothing you could really do about it until, you know, you get some sort of job that, you know, a nine to five or you just sitting behind a desk oh, or something. You're right, like, but she, she went from being, though it's, it's, her talent level didn't change, she went from zero right. relevance to 100% relevance overnight and she didn't have a no. chance to grow into it she you have to respect the fact okay i just got a job that i'm way over my head for all of a sudden let me take a couple days and figure this stuff out like no i understand i understand her her point of view like her taking mental health days cool you by all means take that i understand but i don't see the issue in requiring athletes to answer questions or if they say that they want to take a day off then then do that like yeah like yeah, there's, no, there's no, no no one's but i, don't I also don't disagree with you on that on that stand i mean i think that we're we're all tricking yeah. and saying the exact same thing that it's like you know like the media is a is an entity that is necessary and that like athletes should be required to talk to them. 
all I think that me and JT are saying is, is that like, you know, there have been times, several times, where you have male athletes, Kevin Durant being one of them, that like completely botch what they're doing. And then they just refuse to talk to the media. Like you, Kevin Durant gets caught using burners. He gets caught doing this, gets caught doing that. And then you want to cite mental health. Like, no, you can't do that. Like, that's what I think that we're saying is that, you know, it's unfair for people to critique her because like, like she is in a, in a, in a situation where I believe that you can cite mental health, where like you have someone like a Kevin Durant who makes a dumb behind mistake because like he's over there defending himself, posing as a daggum 15 year old kid from Kansas. And then he gets caught like it's, it's, it's a difference. Uh, I, I see it 100%. Yeah. But with that, uh, we'll move on. Uh, there is more now to the Shikari Richardson story. Uh, now, not only even though that her suspension would be up prior to the relay, the U.S. has chosen to completely leave her off the Olympic team roster. Um, I don't think this is right. Uh, I understood the the International Olympic Committee's decision that she smoked weed, she got caught, she has to have her 30-day suspension. That's part of their policy. But in every other sport, especially with a first-time offense, they complete their suspension and then Whatever's left of the season, they are allowed to play. They are allowed to compete. Yeah. But I don't like understand. Because like, well, like we told you from the get-go, this was 115%. And I don't care what anybody says. I'm, I'm just going to keep my opinion. But this is 115% had nothing to do with the weed. The weed was an excuse. Okay. Like and I'm sorry, and I don't like I'll 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 die on that bridge. The we was an excuse to get her out. When in all honesty, bro, it is to me, it's 100%. It's just propaganda. Like I understand she made a mistake, but I told you, I told you, and during the last podcast that it wasn't gonna just stop here, and that was what my issue was. It's like yeah, punish her, uh, even though that it was legal, but it wasn't just gonna stop here. Like, and now that they've left her off the relay team, my biggest thing is, it's like, you know, we're only good enough uh, whenever we're playing the picture perfect image person or like what everybody expects us to be. As soon as you take a step out of line, then, and when you're essentially show that you're human, uh, now nobody wants anything to do with you and they punish you even though she's an exceptional athlete and she's earned everything that she's done. And I, I for one, am not surprised because that's just the, that's the culture. That is the the system that, that we're in. And it's just really disheartening how you can have, you know, someone that is just overly athletic and makes a mistake and then they have to pay for it. But you have people that, you know, don't want to, compete as what they really are and then you have some people that have made the same mistake and they don't pay the same consequences and that's all i'm gonna say on it but 
hey, it is what it is. My thing is you can't really say that they're trying to make an example out of her because this isn't one of the top athletes. She does, this doesn't set a standard to everybody else. I mean, don't get me wrong, she's a great athlete. She's just, she's not a name in in the Olympic world yet. She's not established. So you can't argue that this is a statement to be made, setting a standard for everybody else when she's not been elevated that. If this was, so if you did this to somebody like Sean White, or even, we'll even try to compare apples to apples. Allison Felix, who's established in this sport, she has won gold medals before. That would be a, that could, that could possibly justify it being setting an example. But with this new person that just came onto the, the scene, you can't, you can't use that argument. No, the reason why I can use the argument is because it's like, it's not about who the person is as a whole. It's like, I want you to look at it from, from what it is. And it is a racial issue. I didn't say, I mean, you can't use that. I'm saying the IOC, the United States Olympic Committee can't come out saying they're using her to set a standard. I'm saying that they can't come out and act like that. They can't say they're trying to set a standard because of X, Y, or Z. I'm not saying you can't use that argument for in general. I'm saying they can't use that as a justification for their actions. If you understand what I'm, I'm saying there. I think he froze. Lamoris, go ahead. Um... I mean, I don't have much to say. Um, I feel like the entire reason that she was left off the four by 100, and and I'm assuming some here, is that they had a conversation and rather than being a distraction to Team USA, um, just from the standpoint of, okay, she's in the Olympics, but you know, this entire story is about her and the drugs. Um, I think Shikari and whoever made the decision decided mutually that, okay, let's just leave her off of the four by 100. I don't assume much else regarding it. Um, and I don't know if she's, you know, if she's really upset, but it kind of is what it is. You know, you, you broke the rules. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, you're out of the 100, which would have been your top event. But, um, you know, you can't really do anything. I mean, I, I respect her for standing by her decisions. Like, hey, look, yeah, I did this. I knew it was wrong at the time, but it's what I needed to do to to help myself, right. to help my mental state. Just like we were talking about with Naya Musaka about mental health. You've got to do what you got to do to take care of yourself make sure you're in a healthy situation um, and consequences be damned at that point. You got to do what you got to do. Um, we talk so much about, uh, you know, people want to say after the fact when somebody has, you know, committed suicide or attempted to commit suicide that, oh, why didn't they, they talk more? Why didn't they get help? Why didn't they do things to, to help themselves? It's, you know, you can't say that after the fact and then when they do do things to help themselves, 
you can't ridicule them for the decision that they make to to help their mental health and improve their mental health. That's that's extremely hypocritical. Right. You can't have it both ways. You just that means you're just saying saying to say things sound like you care when the worst actually happens. All right, Solomon. So finish your thoughts. We'll finish up this topic and move on. What's the last thing that you heard me say? Uh, I, 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 didn't, I I gave you. Uh, I I was explaining to you how I wasn't saying that you couldn't use that argument. Uh, I wasn't saying that. I was saying that the IOC and the United States Olympic Committee could not use that as a as saying that they're using her as an example in their justification. Um, because because of that, I'm not saying that you can't say that they're using her as an example because of racial. Th I'm saying that they can't use that argument. Is what I'm. Is what oh I'm saying. yeah. Okay. Well then, yeah. Then that's fine. But yeah, I mean that's all I was saying in my rant was just the fact that it's like you know when you look at it from every other aspect it's like you you've had multiple incidents like i said regardless of michael phelps like i said you had the incident with the swimmers back in rio uh the one that looked like ryan gosling can't remember the guy's name ryan so lockley like yeah ryan lockley he's a jackass said, yeah he said the that dude. they that they were uh, that they got jumped and they got, got robbed no, but yeah. he, yeah, but he got drunk and yeah. they trashed the gas station in the hotel. I mean, a gas, 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 a hotation bathroom, gas station bathroom, and the actual gas station. And when you get on Good Morning America the next day, like the, all of them outside of Al Roker were on TV saying that this 32 year old man at the time was a kid that made a mistake. What? He's a grown man with a family, but he's yeah. a 32 year old kid that. Made and it's not mistakes. like this is his first Olympics. He's been he's been going for a while now. He know he knows how to handle himself on an international stage. He just chose and, not to. Exactly. And my thing is, flip the tables. Had that had been the U.S. men's basketball team, had that had been Steph Curry, Paul George, James, well, would have made an example out of them. Yeah. My point exactly. And then, like I said, when you go past this. And it, you you don't even have to be make a mistake. You can just be flat out better than everybody, and they still find ways to penalize you. Gabby Johnson's a perfect example of that. You mean uh, what's her no. name? Simone, Simone Biles. Simone, Simone Biles. Biles. Excuse me. Simone yeah. Biles. Perfect example of that. Where you have done nothing wrong. You're just that God. That you have that much God given ability. You're just that much better than everybody. And instead of people being like, well, damn, you know what? Until she retires, bro, she gonna win. She got it. No, they come up with rules and regulations because it's not fair to the other competitors. Bullshit. The last time I checked that if you were freaking better than everybody, you were just better. Either somebody's got to raise up that mother trucking game or you're just going to lose. So. And here's the when, crazy when, thing. She still smokes everybody. Like. No, they can't, we they know. can't put enough regulations on them so that she still can't win. Like, but see, but yeah. let, let let the regulations go at this point is what I what I mean with that. Like, it's not it's not makes you just you're making yourself look like more of an asshole. No, yeah, no, most definitely. But see, like that's what I'm saying is yeah. that like you have you have a lot of situations where, like I said, a lot of people don't like the broaster topic, but I don't have an issue with it, where, like, yes, it's 115% racial, because you honestly see where it's like, oh, you got, she's not the, she's not the face that America wants to see. 
which is absolutely ridiculous. So, and rather than let her dominate and let her get her shine like she's supposed to, okay, it it's like, okay, well, we, we need to have somebody else. You know, she's not going to make us our advertising dollars, even though that she is the standard in the sport. And me personally, like, as much as I hate to say it, it's like, Shakari's just, she's getting a, a lot of that backlash because, like, she's in that particular arena, too. She just happened to make a mistake. It is what it is. Um, so, unfortunately, like, you know, it's not a fun subject to say or it's not a fun topic to bring up. But, like, you just, you got to call a spade a spade. If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Um, there's just so many examples for people of color and black people in the Olympics where it's like they will discriminate against you and do anything to take away a not even an advantage, your right ability to compete. And it's just not right. You know, just call a spade a spade. If you don't want us to compete, just say you don't want us to compete. You know, just yeah. be it that way. No, I, I see it. I definitely see your side with this. Um, I didn't understand what your your gripe was last week when we had this conversation. Uh, but now that you you're it was coming from the fact that you knew that this wasn't the end of it. Uh, I, I understand. Uh, and I should have seen that, that this this was not going to be the end of it. Um, and it was going to go farther. But we will move on from uh, tearing down to building up. Um, shout out to Zalia Avant-Garde um, for winning the National Spelling Bee. Um, she is the first African-American to win it. Um, she also holds three Guinness World Records and can legitimately play basketball. Oh yeah, she a hooper. She's a legit hooper. She's kind of mean step back. Yeah. Her handling is very good. I'm watching the highlights right now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I did want to, we, we were, though it needed to be discussed, uh, I wanted to bring some positivity after the negativity that we haven't we've had to discuss. Um, it was a good moment. Hopefully, it's something that can be built built upon moving forward. Uh, but I also want to get to um, something that Lamoris will probably go off on about a little bit. Um, Ronald Acuna has now been hit. Uh, how many times, Lamoris, intentionally by the Marlins? Seven, if you include the playoffs. Six for regular season. And that's in the past, I think, four years. So. Yeah, I saw I saw it. Uh, well, that's this is like the sixth time just this year, I think, he got hit by the Marlins. Like, he's been hit multiple times intentionally. Um, not somewhat, this year. And, and someone had the audacity in the comments on the post to say that he he crowds the plate. No. Does, does that does no. that look like crowding the plate to you? Acuna does not crowd the plate. He's standing upright. Yeah. You have clearly at least a foot, maybe two feet between him and the plate. Like, in what world is that crowding the plate? I don't understand. 
the issue is the best way to get Acuna out is throwing inside. But there was a streak, I think, like three years ago where Acuna hit like in three straight games, the first, um, his first at bat um, uh, leadoff home run against the Marlins. And ever since then, they've been hitting him with pitches, slaughtering him. Um, and I mean, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's just like, okay, you can expect at least once a series when you go up against the Marlins, he's going to get hit for whatever reason. I was snicker. I'm walking the other duck out, dugout and starting to start swinging myself. Yeah, and I would say two days ago when he got hit, he did go out there. But this last time, um, I don't think it was intentional, but still it's the fact that you're still hitting a Yeah, it's it's so. this not this is not an issue for other 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 teams, other right. clubs. Like they're they and my my thing is look, I understand baseball has its own rules, it self polices things, but at the end of the day, just because you can't beat somebody doesn't mean you actually hit them. Like you're not going to deal exactly. with it. Why don't you just get better? Like you're a professional athlete. Like you, if you can't, if you can't stop somebody from hitting your balls, maybe you're not supposed to be. Like Ronald Acuna, don't get me wrong, he's a great, great player. He's not the greatest baseball player ever. Like he's not unbeatable. If you can't figure out how to beat him, maybe you shouldn't be. In the in the starting rotation, maybe you shouldn't be in the bullpen at a at a you know major league club. Maybe you should be triple A, double A if you can't handle that. I mean that's 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 my philosophy with that. And charge the mound. Here's somebody with a baseball. Oh, he was he, he no he was walking cheer. to the mound with his bat. Like, he wasn't about. playing games. It, it, the umpire had to get between him and say, "Hey, just go take your base, take your base." But Acuna had – he was halfway down the first baseline and he still had his bat in his hand looking at the pitcher. Uh, but I would have got the ball. Forget that. I would like to say, you hit me, I'm hit you. I for an eye. You hit me, I'm going to hit you with the damn ball. Shit. We, we just going to be hit throwing balls at each other. Damn it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting ridiculous at this point. This isn't self-policing anymore. This isn't you hit my guy, I hit your guy, or, you know, you threw your bat, so I'm going to hit you the next time you would. No, this is just because you can't handle – the fact that you can't stop this guy from getting on base. And what do you do? You hit the guy until he gets on base. I mean, this this isn't part of your self-policing, you know, unwritten rules of baseball situation. This is just you not being able to this is this is on the manager, isn't it? Mattingly? He can't coach it. He can't he can't, you know, manage his team adequately. Or he's got to he's gotta get he's gotta tell them to throw at these guys because I mean it's not it's not if once it's one thing but like clearly maddeningly is telling his guys to hit acuna clearly it's not them getting frustrated and throwing at him otherwise that would have been fixed by now but he's telling them to hit acuna and that's that's unacceptable as a manager you need to hold yourself to a higher standard at that point maybe i just don't understand the old school rules of, of baseball but also um they keep doing it because the Braves haven't retaliated in a year or two. So um, I think it, it's time, you know, play a little bean ball. Um, oh, yeah. You know, you're not supposed to hunt for heads, but uh, today I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, somebody got hit high. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm with you. Just kind of is what it is. 
maybe maybe somebody's got their foot out a little bit far uh in the baseline as someone's running by you know yeah little things you know but uh we'll move on um i guess we can uh no we won't call this part of petty moment week but it's something we need to discuss um rachel nichols is in a little hot water right now um because yeah, talking got, about before I after the bubble, <laughs> but she there was a recording released of her that one of her colleagues made. And first of all, she, clearly she needs to find better friends if they're willing to record her when she does stuff like this. Um, but that's Here besides the point. Um, she got caught saying uh, that basically she said, "I, you know, yes, ESPN has a diversity problem." but don't use me as a scapegoat, um, which I somewhat understand, but like the, but the way you're coming about it is not going to make you any friends. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. There may, yeah. Don't get me wrong. You getting, you getting let go from covering the NBA finals announced just a week, you know, just a week or two before the situation. That's, that's messed up. And the, the only reason ESPN is doing it because they have a diversity issue that they are trying to play catch up with and not get out in front of. Um, so, but you know what? Maybe now you understand what the other side feels like in this situation. Not, yeah, I mean, but like, I'm probably gonna catch a lot of hell for this, but it, it is what it is. Like, I, I actually agree with like, with Rachel Nichols. Like, I get where she coming from. Like, I'd be pissed too. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and what you saying, that's like me talking, you know, talking shit to like, you know, any one of y'all. Like, I wouldn't expect for it to hit the airwaves. Right. So it's like the fact of what she's saying, I mean, bro, she just being real. It's like, bro, like I'm I'm expecting to, you know, cover the NBA finals, which is like, uh, I mean, if you cover basketball, that is like, you know, the mecca. You're right. Or no, like that's, the that's height the of your career. You cover. No. Right. It's, it's just and, the way she said it. She could have said it better, but also at the same time, she wasn't saying it in a press conference or in a right. public statement. She was saying yeah. it to somebody that she thought was a confidant who chose to record her, which like, dude, like, yeah, we would. If have you think that she's, that if there's something more, mo- there's something more sinister motivated behind it, don't record it and release it. Go to your boss and say, hey, this is not the type of person that we need to have in this building, like. That's not the right. If you're doing it like that, you just you're just trying to trying to improve your career. You're trying to get up the ladder yourself. No, no, most definitely. And I feel like she, like I said, the person who who recorded it is like that. That would that would be who my issue would be with, not with with Rachel Nichols. I mean, it's like obviously you know she not racist. She took back shots from Jimmy Butler, so I mean it is what it is. So it's like you know you know she down for the team. <laughs> but like, I mean, for real. I mean, like, bro, anybody that's willing to take that uh, to the head, you know, she's got to be a team player. So, you know, shouts out for to Rachel Nichols. But you know, like I said, you know. So now, it. now it's acceptable to use the terms of, oh, my 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 boyfriend is black, my best friend is black. That's that's an acceptable <laughs> thing to, to use to say that. Oh, you're in, not racist. In in this situation, <laughs> it, only in this situation will I give her a pass. Because, like I said, for anybody to cover up the fact that you're getting your back blown out, 
to have this man put on his practice uniform and act like he was dribbling the ball. Like, we ain't hear your voice. Like, come on now, dog. Come on, bro. Come on. Like, let's, let's do better. Let's do better, Rachel. Like, at the end of the day, though, like, she was justified in the way that she felt. And like I said, it had she had said something like that in a press conference, yeah, like, it would have been an issue. But the fact that she was saying this to one of her homies and they was decided to release it because they thought that it would get them some clout, like, that, I got a problem with that. Like, that's that. That's not right, you know. If you're there for your homie, you know you need to be there for your homie. Not not trying to, you know, make a buck off of them. Like that's kinda that's kinda low down. But yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, and she didn't even say anything that bad, to be honest. It's not like she wished ill will towards Mariah Taylor, Maria Taylor, whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, you know, she said she's just like, if you're in ESPN's position and you're trying to pull diversity tricks, you know, just don't do it with her job, yeah. you know? Like she, something that's been a staple in this program. It's not something like, it's not some, you know, rookie sideline reporter that they threw in there and they're like, oh wait, no, we probably should have one of our veterans covering this. No, Rachel Nichols right. has been there. Like she's she's a staple for NBA coverage at this point. Right, and I, I have no doubt that she'll be back in the finals next year. Like, I, I understand right. she got, you know, cut temporarily or whatever, you know, just because of this bad publicity. But, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. I don't think she meant anything ill towards. Um, no. Towards now, Maria so. Taylor don't want to talk to her right now, but I mean, and I can respect that, too. Right. Uh, but on the subject of Maria Taylor, um, there's been reports that she's trying to get Stephen A money. Yeah, that's cat. <laughs> You're not getting that. <laughs> she not even. She not even worth. What's his name? She not even worth Max Kellerman money, let alone Stephen A money. And like, don't get me wrong. Do I think that she's any less talented than Stephen A? No, but at the same time, it's like yeah, as good as she is. I'm not. I'm not saying she is or she isn't as talented as him. She doesn't deserve. She has. She's not. She's not the the money that he gets is not because of how talented that he is. It's because how many people are tuning in to watch him on an event. It are the people that tune in to watch Maria Taylor. Yes, but that no number is not the same as well, there no. are people that tune in to watch. It's not, but it's not the Ooh. same as people tuning in to see Stephen A. Smith, which is the revenue source. Of course, he's gonna. Nobody tunes in to watch the center who's been playing at 10,000 straight snaps. Nobody cares about watching him. They're they're there to watch the quarterback. That's who that's why the quarterback gets paid all that money compared to the to the to the center. Even though both jobs are equally important. It's just it's a revenue-based business and who are they tuning in to watch? They're tuning in to watch Stephen A. They're not that at this point, they're not tuning in to watch Maria Taylor. They may at one point tune in to watch Maria Taylor, but at this point, they are not tuning in to watch Maria Taylor. So she can't get that same cut because they, she's not making the same revenue for the company that Stephen A is. Stop the cap. We all know that Maria Taylor is just a, I, I wouldn't even say an analyst, but she she does, you know, the hosting and, and the sideline coverage. She is not someone who goes on a debate show and has a personality exactly. like Stephen A. Exactly. Um, you're not covering exactly. all sorts of stuff. Um, the way Stephen A is, there's a reason why Stephen A is getting paid the way he is. They offered her 
a salary that's twice as much as what Rachel Nichols is is getting paid. So they offered her three mil. Rachel Nichols is only getting 1.5. I think that's a fair offer. Not getting like 12 mil like Stephen A. Just it's no, no, no contract that's saying not we're going to elevate you to these roles. That's right. one thing, but you have not been elevated to those roles yet. Like you have to. But also, also look at what Stephen A. Look at what Stephen A. Is doing though. Like Stephen A. Is he's doing his own. He has his own show yes. on ESPN Plus. He has his own radio show. He does the sideline reporting. He's got the Stephen A. Uh, late edit thing that comes on after yeah. NBA games or after like playoffs and final series. It's like the man is. And then he's up doing, in the morning like, the doing first like, take. Like he's he's working all day. Um, yeah, I'm sure he's, he's on the plane. He's doing the job of like five people. Yeah, and he's. I'm sure he's on a plane four or five times a week to go right. do that job. And let's not forget, um, Max Kellerman doesn't even make one mil a year, and I don't. I don't think people realize that. Um, if you're going to, bro, <laughs> if you're going to argue and you know preach for high salaries. Look at what your company is paying other people and, and act accordingly. I wouldn't go up to my job and ask for 200K knowing that the president of my university does not even make 200K. Right. Exactly. So like, it's all about putting stuff in their perspective. And like I said, that's people like her, and I hate to say it because it is what it is, but you got people that are trying to benefit from the movement that are not putting anything into it. Like that, that, that I have a problem with. Like she's just trying to capitalize on the moment and like where the country is and the way that it's at. And she's just trying to get paid and she's trying to get paid a ridiculous amount of money for absolutely no reason. Like baby girl, you might want to go to Fox Sports and realize that you're not worth that money at ESPN. Walt Disney don't, it's not going to pay you that much. Even at Fox, you know, <laughs> Skip is Skip isn't even making Stephen A money at Fox because he don't do what Stephen A does, right? You know, and what I'm I don't like think that. I don't think Fox has that sort of television um, network. Of course, they have first or not first take, but first things first, undisputed and undisputed, and then I think Colin Howard has his own show. Yeah, but it's not like there's. There's um, Sports Center that you're always on, or NBA Countdown, or something like that, where you can always do an appearance. Like Fox does not have that sort of program. Nope. So, and like I think the only person, I think the highest paid person that's you know on air talent, I think is Colin Cowherd because he has to he, every day he's got to get on and talk for three hours. He's got to find something to talk. There's nothing he, he I mean he can have people on to interview. And stuff like that but at the end of the day it's him for three hours having to find something to talk about by himself don't don't forget about joy taylor fine tale now don't forget about her she yeah. she that too no she works no but all are married i'm always allowed to say that <laughs> but forget that but shoot but like if, if i had to talk to her for three hours hell i could find something to talk about for three damn <laughs> she how much of that stuff could be on the air though <laughs> good, good, good. Twenty five percent, thirty five, forty two on some good days. So less than an hour's worth of the show. Like, right, baby, what did you do last night? Oh, for real? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm happily married. I just want to know about your life. That's all. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. 
<laughs> we will move on. Uh, get to the petty moment of the week. Uh-uh, don't don't avoid it. Don't avoid that Euro. Don't avoid oh, that Euro. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We we're going to talk about that. Yes. So somehow, Zori, team has already made the Euro Cup finals. Are they going to win? Probably not. Uh, but no one thought they were going to beat Spain. Uh, and they pulled that off. Um, the only thing I'm concerned about with Italy as far as this goes, even though I like how they run their team, they don't have, and I think this could, the, the, the format is a championship format. I don't think they have 100% the best players to do so. They don't, this player, this is a very fast break style offensive attack and they don't have the fastest guys to do this. I mean, they've, they've, there was multiple times during this, the Spain game where they, uh, uh, they, they, uh, they had the breakaway and they got walked down. Uh, they just don't have the speed that they need to make this a dangerous, uh, dangerous run truly. Um, and they kind of, they have to almost at this point, they have to go back to their old ways of finding a way to get the job done, whatever it takes, no matter what, whatever the situation calls for, do that. Like they did the last game, they tried to be their same aggressive team, but they weren't that they couldn't be that because Spain was just that good. They had to go back to the, the claw scratch fight and bleed find their way to pull out a victory and what's exactly that's what they did having to win off of PKs. Meanwhile, uh, England had their own battle with uh, Denmark having to take it to overtime to win uh, that match. Very tightly contested. It should be a good matchup in the finals come Sunday. Uh, day after today, depending on when you watch this because we're recording this on a Saturday on July 10th, depending on when you listen to this podcast. Okay, so here we go. Congratulations to Italy for making it this far. Okay, they, they deserve to be recommended. Uh, their defensive, their back line has been very, very good. Unfortunately, that all comes to an end today. Uh, Harry Kane. I believe it's tomorrow uh, they play. No, it's today. I thought they play on Sunday. Mm-mm, it's today. The finals are on. That's why they, the finals are on on, on Sunday. Nice. They play. That is the finals. They're in the it's finals. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Is it tomorrow? Today's it's Saturday. Tomorrow. Oh crap! You're right. Today is Saturday. My bad. <laughs> Forgetting my days. Anyway, um, their back. It's it, it all to me, and it really sounds very simplistic. It's all going to come down to who <laughs> who decides to score the ball first. Um, and as crazy as that sounds, I really do believe 1000% that the person that's going to score the ball first is going to be England. Like I said, when you look at the way that we're built, you got Harry Kane, Harry Kane up top where, uh, Raheem Sterling, even though I'm finally starting to like him again, because you know, he left Liverpool in the water to go to Manchester city, but uh, he's starting to grow on me again. We have him Jordan Henderson in the middle along with our back line and our goalkeepers actually acting very competent, I don't see how Italy can keep up with the scoring. On top of the fact, on top of the fact that we're playing this game in the palace of all palaces to play a soccer game. We're playing this in Wembley Stadium. We're playing this in London. I don't see how England loses in London 
in the biggest stage and they haven't been here since 1966 and with me being 11.5 british i can say without a fact yes, we know it's coming home yeah and i i do agree with you on a lot of that our our goalkeeper um i have not felt really comfortable with uh for most of the tournament fortunately the back four has been really strong and had been able to cover up the weaknesses of the goalkeeper um and I think the bit issue with our our offense is that our attack is a fast break offensive attack, and we don't have the speed to go to for that to be successful against a more quality team. And you and I, I, you did you weren't here for this part, but I was saying that you saw that in the the, the match against Spain. Um, they had several breakaway opportunities where they could have that fast break to take have the one on one shot with the goalkeeper, which is where they are the most successful. However. Their, their speed did not match the speed of Spain's back four, and they were able to get walked down multiple times as, um, in those breakaways, which I think is the key issue. I think they could cover up the goalies' mistakes if they had the, uh, excuse me, goalkeeper, not goalies, this isn't hockey, this is, this is football. Uh, the, if, their, if their front line was able to have the speed you needed for the, their fast break offense, to uh, be the most successful and be as dangerous as they possibly could be. Well, nah, like 100%, like I absolutely agree. Uh, the only the only chance that Italy has in this game, and I, it's, it's like a 22% chance of it happening, but it could very possibly will happen, is if they score first, all they have to do in order to beat England is park the bus. Because yeah. if you watch that, that's what Denmark did. Denmark got a lucky goal out the gate, and Denmark parked the bus, and we were just very, very, very fortunate that we were able to score. And then when Harry Kane got his penalty, missed it horrendously, by the way, horrendously. Yeah. Was able to get was able to get the rebound and able to put it back uh, bottom left yeah, corner. Keepers, you, you you can't allow a rebound. You have to catch that ball in the penalty, the PK situation. It's yeah. not if it's if it's overtime PKs, that's one thing. But like if it's in regulation PK, you have to catch that ball. You cannot let it bounce away from your chest with otherwise. Otherwise, I mean, at the, are, it's, it's going to be another goal. It's going to it's guaranteed yeah. to go in. Or at the very least, you have to get it out of bounds and you give yes. up a corner. I will give up a corner there. 18 yeah, yeah, times the ball has to, you have to get the ball out of play in one way, shape or form in that situation because they are they're following their shot. As soon as they hit that, they are going exactly to it. And if you don't, if if that if you if that ball is dribbling in front of you, you might as well will take a knee right then and there because there's nothing you can do at that point. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, I think the final score will be three one. Uh, I think that will it'll be done in regulation. I think England will score one. Uh, in, in the first half, I mean, in the first half, yeah, and I think that they'll hold Italy scoreless. I think we'll score the second one. Italy will then say, forget it. We got nothing to lose. They'll push up high. They'll score one off of that high-press offense, and then they'll go back to settling once they get it back down to a one-point lead. And then with around 22 minutes left in the game, England will score again. Uh Italy will sell out completely high press to try to get two quick goals, and then it won't work out for them. They lose 3-1. England wins the Euros. 
I, I can see the score. I think it go a little bit different way. I think Italy scores first. They have been they have been doing that pretty much the entire tournament. Um, I think uh, Italy makes a mistake late in the first half, leading to a PK that England capitalizes on. Go into the half one one. Um, second half, England comes out, scores quickly. Uh, then Italy plays desperate the rest of the game, and in the in the uh, you know in the eighty to ninety range minutes that very late in the game, uh, England puts it away with one more goal to to finish it off very late late goal just to seal it. Either way, I'm happy. I got I a goal. <laughs> We've been, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Forget the United States. They suck at soccer. So I got to root for somebody that can win. No, no, no. Why do you think I root for Italy? Because <laughs> like American please, soccer please. team is boo-boo. And we could be so good. We could be so good. I wish they would give me that job. Right. I promise you. I, I, I knew we, we were never going to be anything in the world of international soccer when we lost to the country of Panama. <laughs> and all we had to do was get a draw. You have more, <laughs> you realize they have, there are more people that were eligible that were trying out for the U.S. soccer team in the United States that could play on this U.S. soccer team than there are in the entire country of Panama. Like the population of Panama is less than the potential applicants recruits for the u.s national soccer team let's, let's just put that into perspective there yep <laughs> they can't hold us on a basketball court <laughs> smack them by well, 50. well that's obviously that because they, <laughs> they don't have running water but that's <laughs> besides the point that's besides the point like it and this is a podcast within itself and we can talk about this yeah. uh next time but like there, there are very, very easy and doable steps in order to get United States soccer to the point where it can compete with the best in the world. Because like, I'm sorry, by far, we have the best athletes. In best the facilities. World. Best facilities, best trainers. You know, we have the best places to train. Yes. I mean, the facility in Colorado Springs where the Olympians train is fantastic well i mean take, take that out of it look at just the united states as itself you do not have to leave the country to train in pretty much every single climate zone you'll ever face exactly. in international play you don't have to leave, you don't have to you go through customs anything you just literally have to go anywhere in your country and you got what you if you need to work out in the dry of the desert you got it. if you want to work in the the high altitude low oxygen areas of the of the rockies you got that it doesn't be so they're outside of the, the 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 natural facilities. There is no excuse just from that. I mean, how many countries can say they've got the diverse climates that we have within our borders? Bro, you're one like you're 152 percent correct. It's just the fact that like as a whole, um, when it comes to soccer, it gets put on the back burner. Yeah. And it's a shame that like you have we we dominate other sports that would originate in other countries. Hockey's one is is one of the huge ones. Yes. Like we compete internationally in hockey all the freaking time. And you're telling me that we can't find 11 or sorry, 15 men. 15 men 
that can go out and compete against the best in the world. I, I have a problem with that. Like yeah. I said, obviously that's a that's a, a topic for next week because yeah. I, I got I got a ton yeah. of suggestions. <laughs> but yeah, nah, we've got to get our junk together. But uh, uh, we'll move on to Petty Moment of the Week. Uh, and then we'll get out of here. Go ahead and get started, guys. I pe- my um, Petty Moment was already was already referenced to uh, earlier in the segment. Uh, Jimmy Butler, you, you have got, you are officially one of Michael Jordan's kids. Not only by the way that you look, not only by the way that you play, but also by the way that you deal with women, my boy. Kudos and hats off to you. Not only, not only did you blow somebody's back out and Rachel Nichols, you had the audacity to open the door for a security guard, for a security guard in your full uniform saying, oh, my bad, bro. I was I was dribbling a basketball. We obviously heard noises other than the damn ball bouncing up and down on the floor, sir. Unless your ball sounds like uh, a grown woman, we, we, got some, we, got, we got some explaining to do. But yeah, that's my pity my mother week. Jimmy Butler, you are one of Michael Jordan's children. Jimmy Jordan. Seriously. Okay, moving on. Lamorse. Um, mine comes from Chloe Kardashian, Tristan Thompson, and Lamar Odom, the, the threesome saga. So Chloe uh decided to post a Instagram picture or whatever. It's her in a bathing suit. Who cares? Um, Lamar Odom, who has been in and out of you know facilities getting help, great for him. Uh, commented and said hottie with the heart emoji and like hard eyes and all of that other stuff. Also cool. Well, Tristan Thompson had an issue with Lamar Odom commenting on it because you know, that's his girl, even though he cheats on her with um, what's old girl's name? I don't know, who cares? But uh, he says to Lamar Odom, uh, at Lamar Odom, God brought you back the first time play if you want different results <laughs> referencing <laughs> Lamar Odom's uh, overdose um <laughs> yeah that's Petty. flawed that's really really flawed <laughs> and of course you know the comments are going in on Tristan Thompson saying that you can't be talking yeah. trash when you're not even faithful to her she doesn't even like you bro but yeah, uh, but she does. But that's still hilarious. Uh, <laughs> all right, mine is uh, going back to the Maria Taylor, uh, Rachel Nichols drama. Um, Michelle Beadle, who was a former employer uh, of ESPN multiple times, basically got pushed out of her role um, by uh, Rachel Nichols. Um, very quiet on Twitter, just put out one tweet. If a, a subtweet that y'all will be proud of since our, our you know, our wonderful uh, intramural basketball team was the subtweets. Um, just simply said, you love to see it. And ended, that was her that was her only tweet. And left That's it at that. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. What happened to Michelle Beadle? She got run out. She got ran out of ESPN by, by Rachel Nichols. Rachel Nichols I mean, took I, her job. After that. 
I don't, I, I don't know. Nobody wants to take her anymore. I mean, I guess not. I mean, I guess she's somewhere. I don't know. The same thing like Jim Rome. <laughs> Probably went to CVS. <laughs> yeah. He got paid, though, I think, more by CBS than he did by ESPN. So, I mean. Oh, yeah, he did. But, like, nobody watches. I like I, I tuned in one day just to see, like, uh, yeah. I used to watch Jim Rome when he was on ESPN. I'm like, oh, let me look at this. It is so boring. <laughs> All right, Somebody with that, uh, we'll move on to final thoughts. We're running long today. Uh, go ahead, fellas. Copa America finals today, Messi versus, uh, what's his name? Uh, Neymar. Um, Brazil is going to win, even though Messi's the better player. Yeah, watch it. Okay. All right. Even though I disagree with Lemores, uh, I mean, Brazil's going to win. Messi's no longer the better player. Neymar's far better. Messi's way out of his prime. Um, but if I have one piece of advice for anybody that is on the Milwaukee Bucks team outside of Giannis Antetokounmpo, go to the gym and do not leave until you make at least 500 shots. I'm talking about 500. The only person that can leave the gym at this point and not do anything is Giannis. Okay? That, that's the only person. Hell, if if I'm if I'm Bud, if I'm Bud, I might throw Theosis out there. Hey, you can't you can't do no worse. Shoot, put somebody out there that's gonna win. But Suns and Seven. All right, mine's going back to my team of distress. Yankees, use your money. And don't use your money on a one Carlos Stanton who's already at the end of his career anyways. And somebody that's injury prone, like Aaron Judge, go use your money. Go get somebody that's young and has a long career ahead of them. Go be the Yankees, or as as the show that I used to watch as a kid, Fairly Odd Parents, nicknamed y'all the New York Bankies. Go be the New York Bankies. Get back to what you're supposed to be. You know, quit trying to be something that you're not. And be real. All right. Uh, with that, we will get out of here. Be safe. Go Italy. Root England. We will United States. It's trash. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. See you. <laughs>